You're listening to episode 91 of the Mad Chatters podcast, June 22nd, 2016. Most everyone's mad here. <laughs> there and welcome back to another episode of the mad chatters podcast your very important date with the happenings at walt disney world and around the disney universe my name is derek and joining me today are my fellow chatters matthew shaba baby and i don't even know how to respond to that and jeremy because a little bit of summer is what the whole year is all about on today's show, we're going to be talking a little bit about the things you can do at Walt Disney World without going into the parks. But first, let's do a round of the Disney Fix. The Disney Fix. Now, for the Disney Fix, we just talk about anything Disney-related that we want to talk about, basically. And so, Matt, I'll send it over to you first. What are you bringing to the table today? Okay. Uh, A few weeks ago, um, maybe a month ago, um, something was released concerning Netflix. And that was specifically that Netflix was to begin, and I'm quoting the headline from Forbes, um, Netflix to begin exclusive streaming of Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, and Pixar in September. And since that time, it has kind of just been like grinding on my gears and just kind of that Facebook, no, that's not true, quit saying that, quit posting stuff you don't know about. And that's everyone seems to have interpreted that as if Netflix is suddenly going to have every single Disney movie ever on streaming uh, on demand and that's that's not what this means this means that from this point disney's sole contract for streaming on demand uh of their new releases at i think starting in august or september um actually that's the headline september (laughs) um will be solely on netflix so no direct tv cinema no dish network whatever no HBO or Amazon or anything else. It's going to be solely streaming on uh, Netflix. New releases. Now, they have access now to lots of things that they can release as they choose, but uh, people seem to be under the mindset that suddenly everything from Oswald the Lucky Rabbit to Zootopia is going to be on Netflix, and that's just not the case. I see, yeah. That is a good disclaimer to make. Uh, But that is a big deal, because HBO shows a lot of Marvel movies, and I think it's Miramax that's been showing Inside Out a lot, and I guess that means that's that's all done now. I I mean, I think um, this isn't really detailed anywhere. I think, obviously, you'll still be able to rent or to, to buy... Uh, the Disney movies digitally, of course, on like iTunes and Google and Amazon and things like that. Um, it's just, I think, the streaming capability for a subscription price will no longer be provided. Sure. My Disney fix is something that was pointed out to me uh, yesterday, actually, by a friend, and it's been out for like a year, but I think I was aware of this, but I'd never really looked into it too deeply. And that is, uh, you all know, and as listeners you know if you listen to the show for any time i'm a huge ducktales fan 
And one of the things that I loved as a child was the DuckTales video game for uh, Nintendo, the original Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And it recently came back out. They remastered it uh, as well. So it's available again. But they also have all the music has been remastered. And it's for uh, download through Amazon, but I think it's also through some of the streaming services. I don't know if Spotify or Tidal or whichever one. But anyways, uh, if you find it on Amazon, though, uh, it's all the different levels, music. And like I said, it's been remastered, even though they have also the 8-bit tracks available as well. It's um, $9 and some change, but it's 43 tracks long. And uh, so it's it's a lot of music for a good price, and I really like it. And there's, this is probably my favorite track. I'm just going to play a sample. It's called The Moon, and it's the piano arrangement, and uh, it's really good. that from the video game and they've made a nice like piano arrangement out of it so very interesting but the rest of it is very well done very like i said remastered and uh sounds really good so if you're into that kind of like i don't know video game techno kind of music then this is right up your alley does it bring back memories as you listen oh to it? my gosh too many yeah. too many memories to count Okay, so for my Disney fix, I'm kind of finally giving some closure to something I've been talking about for weeks, I feel like. But the Disney Channel original movie marathon that happened, I I think I'm done. Like, I think I've called it quits, and I'm not going to watch anymore. But I watched 13 in all. Good I, I know. But I was going to give my ranking of the 13 I watched and see how you feel about it, okay? Starting with number 13... Under Wraps. <gasps> you didn't like Under Wraps? Jeremy, this movie was absurd. <laughs> no, it's so good. Have you seen it lately? Yes, I watched it. It was on, they played it at like four in the morning last night. I think Halloween. we need a, just a general un, a philosophical foundation for the term good. Yeah, well, <laughs> some of these I would actually call like relatively good. This one was completely ridiculous. I mean, I know it's about a mummy, but even then, like, he's running through the hospital and no one sees him. Because they think he's a burn patient. Duh. And then, like, he's shouting, but they say there's no there's no pulse and no heartbeat. Like, clearly something's happening because he's shouting at you. I don't know. It, it just... And I didn't really care about his story. I'm like, just let him go. He just wanted to be with the woman he loved, Derek. Gosh. Okay. I'm so sorry. I didn't hate it. It's just my least favorite of the 13 I watched. Number 12, Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. It's fine. I didn't even fine. hear about the rest of these. Oh, I, I, I can stop then. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. The listener might. Why are there 13? Just because that's... I, I watched the 10 that David and Jeremy both recommended. 
and then I added three that either I had wanted to see or the, they just came on at a good time or someone that I know recommended it to me. And okay. I ended up watching 13. Okay. Okay, so number 12 was Xenon. Number 11 was Motocrossed. Okay. It, w- it was a fun movie, but I can't get over the fact that he thought it was a dude the whole time and then all of a sudden, spoiler, they're just going to like start dating. <laughs> like That's weird. <laughs> that's weird. Like, it would take me a long time to get over that. Anyway, and also the dad was totally unsympathetic, but that's a different story. Number 10 was the 13th year. I enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun. I, you know, some of the the special effects grossed me out. But other than that, it's, it's a good movie. Number 9, The Other Me. David was right. The sickest dance party I've ever seen just breaks out in the cafeteria. And Andy Lawrence is, is really good in it. Number 8, Brink. Definitely the best movie about inline skating I have ever seen or will ever see since it's now not the 90s anymore. Uh, but but fun. <laughs> Number seven, Phantom of the Megaplex. I love movies, so I really like that this that this was just like an ode to movies, basically. Like, the kids were obsessed with movies, and I liked how the, the movies, the fake movies that they were watching were were mirroring what was going on in the movie that I was watching, if that makes sense. Um, it was a little over the top sometimes, but I, I just I just like that it was all about movies. So, okay, number six. I forgot to mention this a few weeks ago. The Even Stevens movie. I had oh. never seen that. Oh, it's I loved it. You like the Even Stevens movie better than Under Wraps? Yeah, because the Even Stevens character, like that whole show, is ridiculous, and I felt like it was keeping with that. How are we still friends? Oh, I don't. I'm know. sorry. I I thought it was funny. I, Shia LaBeouf, like he's he's past his prime. Jeremy, if it makes you feel any fonder towards Derek, I hate all of these. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Have you seen any of these? No. That's what I thought. Number five, Alley Cat Strike. Yes. Okay. You've redeemed yourself partially. Yeah. This was fun. I do have to point out something. If you watch that movie, you know, they zoom in on the pins a lot to show the ball knocking them down. There's one where it, it knocks them all down, and then the one on the end kind of falls over and knocks over the second one from the end they show that same shot like eight times (laughs) it's like they just reuse the same clip over and over and over stop you were you're gonna want to re-say that yeah i know i did say i don't know (laughs) they show that shot a lot i'll just i'll just cut that part out it's fine (laughs) okay number four smart house it's so, so much fun. And Katie Seagal's great. And I think as a kid, I would have loved just watching this house. Like, all the cool things it had to offer. Um, number three, Luck of the Irish. This is how you do a ridiculous movie. Like, they totally embraced the ridiculousness. I loved her Irish accent, how it came out. And everyone just accepted the fact that she was this little leprechaun. It was just a lot of fun to watch. And it wasn't trying to make it seem, like, real. Whereas, you know, that was the problem with Under Wraps. They were like, oh, we have to hide him. It's like, well, you're not doing a very good job. Um, but Luck of the Irish, they were like, just let people know she's a leprechaun. I mean, how are we going to hide this? Um, okay, so number two and number one are ones I haven't talked to you about yet. Number two was Johnny Tsunami. It's really good. Really good. I really like this movie a lot. The kid in it has a really great personality. Like, I like how he's just really positive and he doesn't, he's not mean. Even when people are mean to him, he just kind of shrugs it off. I feel like the characters were down to earth. Uh, yeah, I was really impressed with this one. But the one I was most impressed with was Halloween Town. Oh. 
Huh. Debbie freaking Reynolds. No one told me she was in that movie. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, she's in it. <laughs> the brother actually made me laugh out loud a few times. He's really funny. And there's even a great moments with Mr. Lincoln reference. I mean, come on. Like, that is classic Disney right there. I, I just really, I really liked this one a lot. I thought um, it was a really creative story. The dialogue never veered towards cheesy, which a lot of these did, and I just accepted that. But anyway, so Halloween Town, favorite Disney Channel original movie, and I think I can say I'm done with them for now. Maybe well, I'll now you have to see Halloween Town 2, 3, and 4. Uh, are any of them worth it? I don't remember. Uh-huh. Probably not. Hmm. Well, before we go on, I, I want to say something that we didn't really mention. Um, I think we meant to, and then we never did, but shout out to listener Matt who is a photographer, and you can find him on Twitter, at DWImaginography. Oh, oh, like months ago, Jeremy and I mentioned some old Disney movies that we thought we'd never see again. And he found, what was the movie he found for you? Uh, Suzy Q. Okay, okay. And he found Summertime Switch for me. These are ones that we'd mentioned on the show. And he sent them to us, like, in digital format. And I just thought that was really awesome that he did that. So thank you, Matt, for that. We appreciate it. Absolutely. And any more that you find, feel free to send anytime. slow things down a little bit put on our cherished hearts okay i'm never letting you introduce segments again (laughs) cherished hearts (laughs) i was trying to be different okay it's time for the small things this is when we take a moment to reflect on the little tiny details that make the disney parks and disney company just all that more uh better more better is that right absolutely I'm going to go first, and the thing, the small thing that I would like to share today is the sign that is behind Dumbo, uh, the flying elephant sign, where it says, Believe and Soar. Um, I just always appreciate that. I'm all about cheesy, motivational things, um, because I'm an optimist by nature, and um, it, it's good when you have friends like Derek and Matt who are not optimistic by nature. They kind of no, uh, keep, now look. They keep your feet on the ground, but I am an uh, unabashed optimist. And so every time I see believe and soar, I say, yes, I can be anything I want to be. I just have to believe and I will soar to it. And so uh, that was my cover photo on Facebook for, for a while. I remember that. And I like that a lot. I like that sign. That's a good yes. one. Yes. Mine is so, actually a sign as well. Sorry, were you going to say something else? I was just going to say to the children who are listening, I believe you are the future. Um, teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride and believe and soar. You can do it, children. Yes. Um, 
I don't have any musical references, I'm sorry. But I, these are not small, but I like the billboards on Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood Studios. I feel like I needed to give Hollywood Studios some love in this episode. And I really do love those billboards. And I say they're small in the sense that you you probably don't notice them. Or if you do, you don't really take the time to appreciate what they add to the 1950s, 1930s, whatever it is, theme of that street. And I think they add a lot. I think you would notice if they weren't there. Uh, Mm. I mean, I can't even tell you what they are because I feel like they change all the time depending on who is the sponsor of Disney that week. Uh, But they're, you know, they're like a retro version of ads of companies that still exist today. And I think they're really cool. Yeah, I like them a lot too. They, like you said, you it's not something you notice initially, but you would definitely notice that they weren't there. Yep. So mine is a little abstract, and it, it, things that I like about Disney are things that when they happen, when they come on, when I smell them, when I taste them, they take me to uh, Disney World or, or something at Disney World, uh, kind of in my mind in a moment. And one of the things I remember as a child were the TVs in the resort lobby. And this is where the kids could kind of gather around and sit while their parents were checking in or taking care of reservations or something. And they were always playing classic Disney cartoons, Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse and Pluto and, you know, just classic Disney shorts. And so every time I just get a little knack to to feel like just to get that little Disney resort magic, because it was always when, you know, dad was checking in and we were about to start our vacation. You look over and there's Donald Duck and there's an equate, you know, there's a... Uh, subconscious relationship that goes on between our vacations about to start and these Disney classic cartoons. So every once in a while, I just throw some up on YouTube, watch some classic Donald Duck, Mickey Mouse, Goofy, and it always makes me think of Disney World. Isn't it just amazing how the little things like that can can just satisfy something so small? Yeah. Um, I mean, it really is just like immediate comfort because like literally every time we would go and check in, and while they were taking care of the stuff, I'd go watch the cartoons. So when I watch those, it makes me think, you know, in my subconscious somewhere, we're about to have a Disney vacation. <laughs> totally. I, I do that too. Every now and then I get heart pangs for the parks. Mm. And uh, I just watch like one like on-ride video. And yeah. somehow, even though it's not obviously nowhere near the same, but it just kind of satisfies something in your heart. Indeed. On this week's show, we thought we'd talk about some of the experiences that Disney has to offer that do not include going to the four parks or the two water parks. So we have a list of 10 things you can do to enjoy your Walt Disney World vacation outside the theme parks. And I think I speak for all of us when I say these are not necessarily 10 things that we would ever do (laughs) or 10 things we would ever enjoy doing, but these are 10 things that you can do and they might float your boat more than they float ours. So Jeremy, why don't you kick us off? What's the first thing? Well, I just want to say, I feel like this is a very relevant 
topic because people ask me all the time, like, hey, I'm only going to be in Orlando for a half an, you know, an afternoon or half a day or whatever. And so is there anything to do besides the parks? This is a great way to experience some Disney magic without forking out the money that, you know, it might be too much. If, you know, I don't want to spend $100 to go to the Magic Kingdom for four hours. Well, here you go. Oh, I just want to throw in here that this is not in any by any means an exhaustive list. There's tons more that you can do. And also, even though they, like Derek said, are not things that we would necessarily do, I can still pick – I mean I could probably pick like one or two things off of here and still have a pretty happy vacation. So that being said. Yeah. Well, I, I know families near me who go for a week and stay on property because they love the resorts. And then they'll only do like two days in the park. So yep. th this stuff is great for people like that. Totally. So the first thing on our list is to dine at a resort. I meet people all the time that don't realize that they can visit resorts if they're not staying there, um, which we're going to talk about visiting resorts later. <laughs> but uh, you can absolutely go and there's a plethora of restaurants that are available that are not in Disney theme parks and you don't need an admission price to get there. So, for instance, I'm thinking just off the top of my head, go visit Whispering Canyon at the Wilderness Lodge or Ohana at Polynesian. Or, you know, wherever. You can kind of just do some research and, um, you know, Google. And, and those those are available to you without the purchase of uh, a ticket. This is even good for people who are maybe taking a – heaven help them. But if they're taking like a universal vacation for a week, like it, if you're just – or even not. Just like a beach vacation or an Orlando vacation in general, you can still go to a Disney resort. Like you said, it, it, you're not – banned from it or anything so if you want to book reservations at ohana or like matt's talked about olivia's cafe or something like that go do it this reminds me of when i was in um france and we were trying to find our hotel in paris and we kept getting lost and it was a nightmare oh my gosh it was a total nightmare and so finally we ended up outside the city and we had no idea where we were going or how to get there and i was really confused and we realized we were not that far from um disneyland paris and so we drove to Disneyland Paris because I said there will be people that speak English there. There will be friendly people. They're my kind of people. I know we can get some help there. So we went to one of the resorts at Disneyland Paris to find directions, and they totally helped us, and they were wonderful. And um, the people I was with, they were like, but how? we can't go there. We don't have tickets. I'm like, no, a resort we can totally go to. It's totally fine. And so uh, it's the same way in Orlando. Don't, now, the, when you pull up, they will ask you for an ID. You know, and, and don't let that discourage you. There is a guard at every resort entrance. And I don't even know if they – I don't even know the purpose of that, you know, because you just kind of flash your driver's license and they say, okay, go ahead. And, um, you know, so I don't know if that just deters people from doing bad things or, or what. But anyways, yeah, go eat at a restaurant. Even if you don't have reservations – you can tell most of the time if it's not just extremely crowded and they're maxed out of parking. You can just tell the people if you're if you're driving in. You can just tell the person at the gate that you're going to the food court. You're meeting people at the food court, or you just want to walk around. And more than likely, they'll just pass you on through, like you said, with the driver's license. But yeah, um, dining at a resort. I would. I mean, people don't know this. You know, people that just don't go often, they don't know that there's like what 14, 15 resort hotels. And most of the table service restaurants in Walt Disney World are in them. Most of my favorite ones are in the resorts, not in the parks. Uh, oh, so you can still get a wonderful Disney experience that way. How many times have we raved about 
Animal Kingdom Lodge and just hanging out mm. at Victoria Lounge. I mean, yep. Oh, hey, and don't forget the shows. Like, that's almost a way to have a fully immersive Disney experience without going into the parks. I'm thinking Hoop to Do Hoop Dee Do Review and the Luau. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard really good things about Hoop Dee Do. Of course, we've been to the Luau and, and thought it was fine. Um, but you get the food. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's a fine. good experience. But <laughs> anyway. But I've heard Hoopty Doo is great, and you get the whole show and a meal out of it, and you, you don't have to go into a park. So Magic Kingdom fireworks you can see from all of the resorts around the lagoon, sitting on the beach, nonetheless, in a swing or. A... And just go and ride the monorail. You can even ride the monorail around. Yeah, it's like go. an attraction. Number eleven, we see. We're adding to our list already. They even talk Spanish on it. It's like an attraction. <laughs> Okay, well, let's get to number two on our list. And this is one I think none of us have done. But Disney is known for their golf courses. I think they have three 18-hole courses and then a nine-hole course called Oak Trail. And, I mean, these these have been part of the PGA Tour in the past. I don't think they do that anymore. Um, but for years, they were part of the PGA Tour. Um, I did look up prices. It, tour. <laughs> tour. 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 Um... The prices I saw, depending on what time of year you go, it's between $100 and $130 per person. Great day in the morning. So it's expensive, but if you like golfing, then I bet, like, I bet the people who go to these courses, they, they take golfing vacations. Like, I had friends in high school who would go to the Southwest on a golfing vacation and would hit up all the nicest golf courses so in that case i assume price doesn't really matter to them because that's all they're doing but that if you're in disney and you like golfing set aside set aside a morning or an afternoon to go do that they have a twilight special for 70 bucks so there is nothing in this world that i can think of i would rather do less than play golf play hockey okay there's a few (laughs) things i'd rather do less um but listen yeah if golf is your thing you know, this is this is not the kind of uh, course that you probably run across every day, so it might be worth you know the price there. All around Walt Disney World, um, there are places that you can visit that are almost like little day excursions in and of themselves. When you're at home, you go to the mall, you go to the outlets or whatever. Uh, you can go visit some places at Walt Disney World that are like little attractions in themselves. And beyond the resort, the next thing I'm gonna say is a resort, but it's part of that resort that makes it so great. And that is the Boardwalk Inn and Villas. And again, you can visit the Boardwalk, you could even park there and go visit the resort and all of its amenities without having reservations there and without having tickets to the park. The great thing about the Boardwalk Inn and Villas Resort is that on the back side of it is like a little entertainment district. And there's a dance club. There's the Jelly Rolls piano dueling piano bar, which people rave about. There's um, the Flying Fish Cafe, which is a wonderful restaurant. So I hear got great reviews, and it's a two-pointer signature restaurant. Um, Tudo, tu, what is it? What is the Italian restaurant there? Not Tudo, the Italian. Uh, um, Trattoria Al Forno. Yeah, yeah, it's got okay reviews, but you know, go try it out if you like Italian. The, is the ESPN Club still there? It is, yeah. And yeah. also, we mentioned last week the Ample Hills Creamery. That's brand new there. Do you know why it's named Jelly Rolls, by the way? I learned this on Jeopardy this week. No. Because one of the original great um, jazz pianists back in the 20s or 30s, uh, his nickname was Jelly Roll. Well, that's not offensive. Is it? 
And jelly rolls of food. Well, you know, like how they all had like weird nicknames, you know, like. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, sounds like an obese person to me. I, when I first talked about going to the boardwalk, and I'm glad we did because it really is pretty at night, and I just like kind of strolling around the water there. And they do have boats to get from there to Epcot, which of course we're talking about things you can do outside the parks. But um, I think I was a little bit disappointed the first time because I saw online how they have live entertainment. And we just went too late at night because there was none of that going on. But today I watched a video on YouTube and there was like, it was almost like a mix of a comedian, acrobat, magician type guy. Like he was kind of messing with the crowd and he juggled a little bit. And then he had this suitcase full of gag props that he opened up and was playing. Oh, that's Carrot Top. Oh. (laughs) Oh, you're kidding. (laughs) I think he meant like, I think he meant this actor's name. Anyway, not the Carrot Top. But uh, anyway, so I think it's probably like around dinner time because it looked to be about dusk. But I-, I would love to be there while that all that's happening. We just missed out. But it's a cool place to walk around. When you say boardwalk, you know, it goes all the way around the boardwalk resort has the actual boardwalk there. But there's also the walkway goes all the way around. You can go over and, and visit the courtyard and areas around the Swan and Dolphin and then come around. There's Yacht and Beach Club. All That walkway goes all the way around. So it's a great – if you like walking and you just want to get out in the evening and do something nice and be in a pleasant place. I, my favorite place – my favorite time to be there is at night. I don't – entertainment's neither here nor there to me. I just like the lights and the, it's like the popcorn lights, very Main Street-like um, out there on the water. It's beautiful. Very boardwalk-like. Playing you know, 20s, 30s kind of jazz, big band music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wonderful. Number four on our list is take a carriage ride. There's uh, different areas around Walt Disney World where you can pretend to be Cinderella and go for a carriage ride. Where yeah. are these places at? <laughs> One of them is uh, the Port Orleans uh, Riverside Resort. Maybe French Quarter too. French Quarter is not that big, so maybe not. But uh, I know it's at Port Orleans Riverside, and because that, I mean, I remember seeing them take off—not take off, but you know board your carriage there <laughs> zoom <laughs> so that can be very nice they do have them at least seasonally out at the uh fort wilderness resort and campground and so that's a little different you know the port orleans you're on a resort you're I mean, you're at a resort in both but i mean it's maintained you're on a sidewalk you're you know at the at the fort wilderness not like you're unsafe but um it's out in the woods, you know, you're going to be passing by the, the campsites and the campgrounds and things, a little more rustic and wild, I guess, out there. They might still do the Halloween one. Do you know if they do or not? Okay, so I'm looking at the Disney website, and it says Port Orleans and Fort Wilderness. It doesn't say anything about Halloween, but it does say during Christmas time at Fort Wilderness, you can do a sleigh ride, which is kind of cool. I... I don't know if it's a different vehicle or if they just add, like, red construction paper to the outside. No, I'm guessing it's a different vehicle. But they all look all cuddled up with blankets, and it's a sleigh ride. And one time, they did a little Halloween hayride on a a carriage or something to that. It was horse-drawn. And a cast member was actually on board that told the legend of Sleepy Hollow. And so if they still did that, that's kind of cool. If you're out there for the barbecue or the hoop-de-doo or you're, you know, looking to waste some time out at Fort Wilderness. Yeah, I think they do that, but I think it's I think it's just listed as something different because the carriage ride is like a romantic thing for a partner or for a pair. Isn't the hayride for like a big group? Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's just different. Yeah, at Port Orleans Riverside, I mean, I've never eaten at Boat Rights, which is their table service restaurant, but 
has okay reviews and it's by far one of my favorite resorts to just go spend some time at so if you're there doing that you know if you want to go to the red is it what is it the rooster what is it the lounge that's there oh yeah red oh, something oh no oh the roost river roost that's it yeah yeah with the the piano bob or whatever his Yeehaw name is bob Yeehaw yeah. bob yeah i've heard great things about that good stuff there eat at the restaurant eat the food court and then take a take a little carriage ride and uh, just for people who are interested, the website does say it's $45 for a 25-minute ride. So, and you split that between two people, of course. But um, speaking of Fort Wilderness, let's move on to number five on our list. So Fort Wilderness has a lot going on. It really is kind of like an all-inclusive campground, sort of. And uh, they have archery, pony rides, wagon rides, which during Halloween time, like we said, is a hayride. You can rent boats and canoes and kayaks, and f- you can go fishing. You can rent bicycles. They have a basketball court, a volleyball court, jogging trails, playgrounds, all sorts of things to do um, at Fort Wilderness. And I think Wilderness Lodge is, is pretty close, so you could do it from there, too, I'm sure. Is the petting zoo still around? It sure might be. I don't know. Yeah, they have ponies. and. Hey, every zoo is a petting zoo if you're brave enough. Uh-uh. Ever or ever, I was about to repeat what you just said. Um, <laughs> every resort is a petting zoo. <laughs> Fort Wilderness is one of seven resorts to have a tennis court. So it really is like if you're that outdoorsy type who maybe on your day off you just want to go get some exercise in, enjoy the outdoors. Fort Wilderness has a lot going on. Um, one yeah. of the things that I think is cool is you can, they had a lot of resorts. I did not know this. I'm finding things out every day. A lot of resorts have campfires at night. Like, eight different resorts do this. Yes. But the one thing that makes the Fort Wilderness one special is they have a Chippendales campfire sing-along. And uh, Chippendale actually come out and sing along, I assume. Uh, but you can make s'mores. And this just sounds like a, this just sounds like the perfect thing for like a family to, you know, have some fun outdoors and enjoy time together. It's a nice, cool... October evening, mm. that would be perfect. Absolutely. I want nothing to do with being out there near a fire in July or August, but mm. uh, there are lots of... Th- I remember this... Uh, I mean, you know, when Walt Disney World opened in 1971, it was just the Magic Kingdom, and um, Fort Wilderness was one of the opening year resorts. It opened along with the Magic Kingdom, and at that time, the big plug was supposed to be, this isn't just a theme park. So you look on old logos and ad- advertisements and things, and there's like a, a parasailer, a sailboat, and stuff like that because they were really pushing that. This is also for outdoor recreation, and the hub of that was Fort Wilderness, and all that stuff is still there. There are people that go and stay there for like, I mean, months at a time in their campers and stuff, and so they don't go to the parks. I know people here in my in my hometown, not hometown, in the, the town in which I'm living currently, that go... They've never been to, they've literally never been to a park, but they go to the Fort Wilderness campground every Labor Day. Wow. I believe and it. And they go, go out fishing, go enjoy the pony thing, go swim in the pool and eat at uh, Trails Inn Cafe and all that stuff. And that's all they do. I was just about to say, we talked about dining at the resorts and I've only heard great things about the buffet at Trails Inn. It's like kind of like outdoorsy camp, camp food, but I mean, not bizarre or anything but just really hearty. And I've heard really, really good things about the breakfast and dinner buffet. The breakfast is what I've heard 
Um, I mean, not saying that the dinner's not good or the lunch, but I've heard really good things about the breakfast. I've never heard any, except just online reviews. Well, I've heard about dinner, too, because everybody raves about the cornbread and the barbecue. But there you go. All right. Next up on our list of things to do outside the parks at Walt Disney World is to treat yourself to a day at a spa. I know uh, the Grand Floridian Resort is also called the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, and there are there's a spa there. Where where are all the spas at the resorts? Contemporary, maybe. Honestly, Grand Floridian Floridian was all I was thinking, but it's very. Possible. I think that might be because it's Isn't called the one? Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. In there, one at Saratoga. Hmm. Yes, it makes, makes sense. I've personally never been to a spa for any reason massage or hot stones or or like acupuncture or whatever they do at these places <laughs> I, uh, but this is what they do this is the things they put hot chocolate know. on their faces and cucumbers on their eyeballs and things I've never done that not that I I, I would love to do these things I would love this but I think it's it's uh, you know the packages are probably pretty pricey yeah right? exactly what's well, like the base price I didn't look at prices but I'm gonna say you're going to spend over 100 no matter what you do. Maybe yeah. a basic massage is around 50 Well, I mean, there are people that just really, really, really enjoy this type of thing. And if you're going on vacation to be pampered and uh, enjoy it, I mean, uh, probably what would be a very, very, very relaxing day, then by all means, you know, have at it. Go get rubbed on and smacked and plastered with mud and things. I can give you a few prices if you're interested. Okay. It's called Senses, a Disney spa for a facial. My word, 105 minutes for a facial? I'd be like numb, like I wouldn't be able to talk. Uh, $235. Holy Mm -hmm. moly. Um, You can experience the healing essence of Rose in this 80-minute facial. That includes a gentle back exfoliation. That's $150. Back exfoliation? Yeah. So all of these, the refined, here we go, this is for us. The refined gentleman's facial. 50 minutes, a soothing facial experience. $135. That's a bargain. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. 30 minute glow and go spray tan. <laughs> For $55. but And then once you get down to the massages, they're all between $130 and $230. Well, that's not so. awful. No. I mean... I think, I think if I paid $130, I would leave saying that was worth it. Yeah. In that moment. Maybe the next day I wouldn't, but... Because you know that it's... You know that it's something, like, special. Yeah. I always go back to I paid a lot of money for the Neverose, so um, yeah. that's kind of my um, my designated like standard, I guess you could say. Uh-huh. So yeah, 130 minutes for a couple hours in a in a massage is not bad. 130 dollars, yeah. Uh, the the most you will pay is if you get the package that lasts five hours. You get the massage, the facial, and a pedicure. 475 dollars. Oh, so, that's not even bad. That's the most you'll pay. I that's, mean, that's really like a, not, yeah. It's like a day, like, you were going to get the full package. I was expecting, like, a thousand something, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but yes. when you put it in perspective of, like, that's a six-day park hopper, <laughs> it's expensive. Yeah, but when you also put it in perspective of that's, you figure, five hours in a spa, 
After a six-day park hopper, go do that on your last day. (laughs) (laughs) Double your trip cost. And then you just drive home like, (laughs) you're just feeling good. We, I want to find someone. If any of our listeners have done a spa treatment, I actually kind of want to interview someone who's done that. I want to know what that's like. Walt Disney World, not your local Korean massage parlor. (laughs) Of course, of course. (laughs) But I kind of want to find someone who's done all these packages and who's, who's probably addicted to it now and does all the time. But anyway, that's a side note. Number seven, play miniature golf. Now, we talked about golfing on the 18-hole and 9-hole courses, but maybe that's not your thing. Maybe you just like a little bit of mini golf for entertainment. Walt Disney World has two mini golf courses, one themed to Fantasia and one themed to uh, Blizzard Beach kind of a feel. So you have some options. Are they both 18 holes? Do we know that for sure? I think so. Okay. And uh, this is actually, if I remember right, relatively cheap. It's not too huh. expensive. I want to... S- oh, I should have looked this up. I can look it up right now while we're talking. But let me just say, as we're talking about this, it's just occurring to me, how in the world is that winter-themed golf course not frozen by this point? Yeah, winter Summerland. It's kind of a hodgepodge of winter and summer, like they, like Blizzard Beach, like Sandcastles and Santa's there. Do you remember... One of our trips, we got the little coupon book, and I want to say we got a free round of golf, mini golf, at one of the, uh, I think it was the Fantasia one. Don't know how popular they are. See, that's the thing. That's why I don't know why they haven't changed it to Frozen, because that would get people to come. Yeah, there's not really a draw. In fact, I was going to say this. I mean, this is something that people can enjoy on property that's not in the park, so don't get me wrong. I'm like, it's terrible. But personally, I think your average, you know, like... uh, Blackbeard Sunken Treasure Miniature Golf or whatever on in- Independence Boulevard is Independence <laughs> Boulevard. That's in Charlotte. International Drive is is probably, you know, more elaborate. I hate to say that, but Fantasia Gardens theming and the props and things are just they're they're underwhelming. I, I dare say that the City Walk Universal one is is really much better themed than that. That thing is awesome. Or you can go over to the Holy Land experience and play the Trinity. Oh, that's, that's and that right. is Any not golf. a joke. No, nope. that is 100% legit. God help us all. Hey, you're, 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 uh, you're right. This is pretty reasonable. It's fourteen dollars or twelve if you're nine and under. Okay, oh. so not too expensive, you know. Uh, you're on now the park. one thing that is good, I've only played Fantasia Gardens once, and we did not play the Fantasia course with all the elaborate sets and animations and things. We played. It's just, I mean, it's like a golf course. It's unthemed. It's just, you know, green and rocks and there's, you know, traps and all that kind of stuff. But it's not the theme side. It's just like a, a miniature golf course. Is it called Fantasia Fairways? Maybe. Yeah, they've got, it's got two halves. It was pretty fun. I mean, as I recall, I, re- I remember being kind of disappointed that we weren't doing the Fantasia side. But then after we got going, I remember being kind of fun because it had things like, obstacles that seemed very ordinary because it wasn't an elaborate prop or something, but they were they were fun to play through. Okay. See, this is a shame because I actually like putt-putt golfing, but I don't think I will ever go to these courses unless it becomes like a super immersive Disney golf yeah. course. You know, because right now it just feels like something you can play anywhere. Yeah, I'm too... I mean, I'm partial to the really cheesy heavily themed like beach golf courses that you can find you can find similar things out in orlando on erlo bronson or international drive and i like that kind of stuff for miniature golf and i hate miniature golf so there you go 
Oh, who hates miniature golf? I know. What's what's to hate about it? I always the enjoy blue it for like, water. After like two rounds, I'm done. I'm like, oh, that's fun. Let's do something else. Let's get ice cream. But you thought those two rounds were fun? Yeah, and then they're like, no, we we're playing nine, or even worse, we're playing eighteen. I'm like, oh, oh you mean holes? Oh, holes. So you're done after two holes. Yeah, two holes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's great. Yeah, we just said two rounds. I'm like, well, who's not done after two <laughs> eighteen hole rounds of golf? Yeah, no, no, two holes. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on to number eight. So we talked about some of the kind of land type stuff you could do, tennis courts, hiking, whatnot. Um, but there's also a lot of water-based things you can do in those three resorts right by Magic Kingdom, mainly Contemporary and Fort Wilderness. And you can rent boats. And what's cool is you can rent um, tubes. You can go tubing. You can go parasailing. I think that's awesome. I would love to go parasailing on Bay Lake or the Seven Seas Lagoon. Is it just Bay Lake? I think so for that. Probably so. You can go out on the Seven Seas Lagoon with like the little water mice racer things and and some of the boats. But I think it's pretty limited. Yeah, I think the majority of the parasailing and stuff is... Okay. Uh, Most of these rentals are at Contemporary and Fort Wilderness, but you can go water skiing, wakeboarding. If you like water sports, pretty much anything you would like to do, you can do at Contemporary. I would actually love making a day of that. It would be hard to get away from the parks, but if I knew I wasn't going to the park, this would honestly be my first choice of things to do, most likely. My great-grandmother lives on a lake in Minnesota. Well, she passed away recently. She lived on a lake up in Minnesota. And she had a paddle boat, and my brother and I decided we were going to go out in this paddle boat. And we paddled as long as we could and got, like, to the middle of the lake, and then we couldn't paddle back. And they had to bring a motorboat out and tow us back in. So anytime I see these paddle boats, I have bad flashbacks to that. Yeah, don't do the paddle boats. The One of the best things I ever did in terms of the water sports, which is one of the only things I ever did, was those little... What are they called? I think they're called sea mice, like the little racers. The little, they're not like jet skis. You sit in them. They're like little speed boats. Um, they were fun. But anything that you can get out on, like a, just rent the pontoon boat, for crying out loud, and go out and just enjoy an afternoon on the water. That's really nice, especially if you get over into Seven Seas Lagoon and you got the Magic Kingdom as your backdrop. Mm-hmm. Next on our list is something that's uh, fairly obvious, and that is to visit Disney Springs. Disney Springs, formerly known as Downtown Disney, formerly known as the Disney Marketplace, formerly known as the Disney Village Marketplace, formerly known as Lake Buena Vista Village. Uh, formerly known as Swampland. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is now, I mean, a major, I won't, maybe not entertainment, dining and shopping destination. They've expanded beyond the marketplace that still has your traditional like the once upon a toy store and the uh, days of christmas store the rainforest cafe is over there that's great um this is where the co-op store is it sells a lot of good park merchandise unique stuff and then the west side where there is lanuba people rave about lanuba i have never been which is a cirque du soleil show i've never seen it don't really plan to but people who have um Enjoy it. Uh, it's updated every once in a while, Lanuba is, but it's been the same show since 1996 um, or five. So, but people love it. $80 ticket, you know, for kind of general seats, I think. Over there, West Side, there's also Disney Quest. That's going away. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> there's the House of Blues. 
you know, which, you know, if you want to eat there, that's fine. But you can find that at Myrtle Beach and Gatlinburg, I think, and all kinds of places. So don't, you know, don't don't necessarily think it's um, unique. In addition to the west side, though, now you have several different districts. One is called the Landing, which is home to several new great restaurants. The Boathouse, the um, Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar that we've, re- we've talked about that on this show before. And then now, Town Center is open, which, honestly, to me, we've talked about this, looks like just a very Disney-fied, clean outlet mall area that has major retailers in it. It's not like the the unique Disney shops. So you can get a little taste of everything there. And they've got new restaurants opening now, too. Morimoto Asia and the new Deluxe Burger, the new Frontera Cocina or Cocina. Yeah, I wish that had been opened when I was there because that sounds really good. Yeah. And the town center has like an old Florida classic kind of natural springs village uh, feel to it. So there's lots of great things to do here now. Parking has been updated. It's easier than ever. And it's, it's I'm sure it's a wonderful place. I haven't been to the town center yet. I've only seen pictures. But it all looks like a wonderful place to spend a whole Saturday. You could make a whole day of it, I'm sure. Yeah, I think by the time 2017 rolls around, it's just going to be, I mean, except for marketplace it's just going to be completely different because the planet hollywood is getting a new look and the edison sounds crazy with mm-hmm. like live entertainment and stuff yeah i think it's going to be kind of a destination rather than just a eh we don't we don't have tickets today <laughs> let's just go to disney springs and the world of disney stores here which is where i usually just tell people you know wait till your last day or something visit visit disney springs in the morning and do your shopping there because it contains most of the merchandise you're going to find everywhere else on property unless it's something that's absolutely specifically um, only in the one park which is very few things Mm -hmm. it's a ginormous store and the final thing number 10 is go resort hopping Uh, we mentioned Mm -hmm. this earlier about eating at a restaurant in a resort but you know there's nothing better than just visiting the various resorts because they're so beautiful especially Mm -hmm. if you are going to be there during the holiday season because each resort is decorated for Christmas and they usually have big beautiful trees and it's just wonderful so go and visit the resorts in fact I know of a family that tricked their children into thinking that Disney World was just the resorts and they went and they rode the monorail and they just got off at the Contemporary and the California, and, I mean the Floridian. and The, the California. <laughs> it's a long monorail. And yeah. the Polynesian. And uh, when they got off back at the TTA, they told their kids, well, that's Disney World, so. TTC. We're struggling tonight. That's terrible. Anyways. Um, I'm so going to be that parent. That's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, Awful. you can go visit the resorts. Yeah. Aside from dining, which we hit on earlier. And I feel like we've been hopping all around this one all night long, the or all podcast long, whatever, day, morning, whatever, whenever you're listening. Um, but aside from just dining at these locations, uh, we go up for a day here and there, and recently went up to Animal Kingdom. It became hot. Our child became fussy. So instead of just pass, packing up the car and going home and calling it a day, we went over, just drove a short drive to the Animal Kingdom Lodge and sat in the lobby, went outside, saw some animals, giraffe, zebra, all that good stuff, and sat. And then we were able to recoup and go back. So 
that that's just one example. And I think they have 14 to 15 resort hotels. Now, I wouldn't necessarily go spend a day at like the all-star resorts no, or even no. like the pop century or art of animation, maybe art of animation. Cause it's very elaborate and it's, you know, familiar things, Nemo and little mermaid, Lion King and cars and that kind of stuff. And that has good food I hear. So, um, maybe the art of animation resort, but other than that, some of my favorites again are Port Orleans. Port Orleans is great because, uh, from either French quarter or Riverside, you can take a short boat trip to, uh, Disney Springs, very relaxing little boat trip by Saratoga Springs Resort, by the golf courses, by the tree houses. It's a very nice, nice thing to do, and it's free, and you don't have to be a park guest or a re- resort guest to do it. Um, you can also take the boats out to Old Key West Resort and just walk around there. So there's lots of things to do at all of these resorts that go beyond just eating or just walking around. All of them have beautiful lobbies, great background music, wonderful theming. It's just a uh, probably any of them would be a wonderful place to take the kids and just play out on the yard. I mean, yeah, honestly, I, you talked about you know things are getting a little heated at the park, so let's just go back. I mean, for kids who are getting tired, they have movies. They show movies by the pool at I think all of the resorts, at least the value and moderates. They, you know, inflate a big screen and by the pool. I sometimes I get back and I'm I'm shocked at how many people are sitting on pool chairs just watching High School Musical or whatever they're showing. Just because it's a good way to like unwind before bedtime. Yeah. Yep. Have you guys ever taken one of the tours 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 <laughs> that these uh, resorts offer? I have not. Okay, because a lot of the deluxe ones offer free free tours. I mean, you I think you have to book it ahead of time. But I guess it's just like a 20-minute whatever. They just take you around and kind of point out some of the architecture. I- I'm totally guessing. But I know that they do offer these. And I think that's kind of cool. Like, if, if you're not going to the park that day or you're not going till later that night, just book one of these tours to see what it's like. But there are some resorts that have resort uh, that have tours you can pay for. And these are the two I found. So at Animal Kingdom, you can do what they call a night safari and they give you night vision goggles and I guess you go out on their little savanna there and you can look at all the different animals and it's $70 and it's from 10 to 11 at night. Great day. I mean, that's a lot, but I think you get some food with it and you get like a, some animal treats. You get to watch the animals at night. <laughs> yeah, they give you some uh, dog treats and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I think that actually be kind of cool if you have the money to spend. Um, and then at Fort Wilderness, you can do a two-hour Segway tour, and it includes the Tri-Circle D Ranch right over there. You get to yeah. visit that as well. Nothing so. says Rustic Ranch like a Segway. I, I thought that was weird, too. It says, you'll go on paved paths and on the rugged terrain. I'm like, well, why would you want to do that on a Segway? Yeah. But uh, anyway. Yeah, there are things to do at, at all of them. If you want to be really risky... I don't know the extent to which this is frowned upon, and I only know of one resort that actually makes you scan your uh, key card or your magic band before entering, and that's the old Key West. No, no, uh, the beach, yacht, yacht and Beach Club pool with the big slide and the sunken ship. And they do make you scan your your key card entry to get access to the the pool area. And the only people that are technically supposed to pool hop are DVC members and I think deluxe resort uh, residents or whatever you'd call them. But, I mean, I'm just saying hypothetically, 
one could spend the lazy afternoon by the Polynesian pool without necessarily staying at the Polynesian resort. One could do that. Mm, I don't know. That makes me... Eat it. Eat it, Captain Cooks, for lunch. Swim a little more. Go change in the bathroom. And I go don't to dinner. know about Go this. to dinner at Ohana. <laughs> I, I don't think it's illegal. I feel like they... There's something with magic bands at the deluxe resorts that they... No, only the Yacht and Beach Club. Interesting. Man, I mean, if they did it at the Polynesian Pool recently when they renovated it, or the Grand Floridian, perhaps, but um, it's kind of a... It's kind of salt and peppered out there in the Disney fan community, at least people that live close. I'm not saying to do it. I'm okay. saying you, okay. one could do it, possibly. Okay. Hypothetically. Yes. I'm glad this is last on our list because this is probably my favorite thing to do outside the parks. Even just visiting the little gift shops that have resort-specific merchandise. Uh, just appreciating the lobbies, everything about these resorts. It's immersive and wonderful and beautiful and all of those good adjectives. That is our list of 10 things you can do to enjoy your Walt Disney World vacation outside the parks. Uh, If you are so inclined, go over on Twitter or Facebook and let us know your favorite ways to enjoy Disney World outside the parks. You can find us at Mad Chatters on Instagram and Twitter and you can find us on Facebook. You can always send your emails to comments at madchatters.net. So uh, go have a good time and let us know about it and we'll see you here next week. Take a little time to find the magic in every day. Bye. Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of the Mad Chatters Podcast, your very important date with the happenings at Walt Disney World and around the Disney universe. My name is Derek, and joining me today are my fellow chatters, Matthew. Shaba, baby. And I don't even know how to respond to that. And Jeremy. I I didn't have a line. Uh, Hold on, let me think of one. He's ruffled. He's frazzled. Yeah, Shaba baby caught me off guard. Okay, hold on. Okay. End of June. Okay, I'm ready. Because a little bit of summer is what the whole year is all about. So, um, sorry, I got thrown off now. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs>